Hey everyone, welcome to the Envision Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Hanquist, and I'm the CEO of Envision Nutrition. I'm here to take you from imagining your future possibilities to turning them into actual realities. I've taken everything I've learned over the course of five years of bodybuilding and have combined it with my 15 years of experience at being a busy working mom to create the best nutrition and fitness strategies. Now I'm bringing all that I've learned over to you through Envision Nutrition, giving you pieces of it through this very podcast. We'll be releasing a new episode every single Tuesday morning, so be sure to subscribe and turn on your notifications because you don't want to miss a thing. So we actually started our metabolic uh, accelerator challenge this past week. It's a 21-day challenge. Um, I have been actually completely blown away by the response. I had no idea it would get this huge. We have like 100 and some people that signed up for this challenge. Um, I knew that, you know, back in 2017, when I started coaching, that's like when I took on my very first client and it was just really a side hustle. I really had no idea that this whole thing would turn into not only my full-time career, but quite honestly, a life-changing purpose for me. And, And just the fact that I've been able to work with so many amazing people, I really feel like you guys honestly have taught me just as much as I've been able to teach you. And and it is allowing me like every single day to continue learning and to continue wanting to do better and wanting to do more and wanting to up my game. And honestly, that is like the topic that that's the whole like theme for this podcast today, because I thought, you know what, I, I really want to talk about, you know, people's starting point. And I think so many times, you know, obviously the comparison game and and don't like compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter whatever. But there really is, I think, a lot of things that need to be said about that because I think so many people go into these um, challenges and think that that challenge is going to be the thing that, that changes their life. But in reality, that's that's not what it is. I mean, yeah, I created this challenge to teach you guys simple, sustainable habits, but to also like kickstart some weight loss for you or fat loss for you. I believe in fat loss, not weight loss. Um, but I wanted to kickstart that for you in a healthier way because I know that this three week thing, like you got to get some motivation going. You got to get some motivation started, but that, you know, that is just it. That's what gets you started. And so we had a mini challenge within this challenge and it was just over a two day span, but what it was, it was super simple, but I don't want you to confuse simple with easy. Um, they're two completely different things. So for example, um, what we did was you had to get 100 ounces of water every day. Um, you had to achieve your nutrition goal, which I sent out individual plans for every single person in the challenge. Um, and then what was it? We had to have a sleep goal, a step goal, and then um, like a workout goal. And you guys, these were individualized. So I didn't like tell people they had to get X number of steps. I didn't tell people they had to get X number of sleep. Um, during our kickoff call, I literally just advised people that, this is a healthy range for you to be in and do where like start where you're at. So for example, it was so funny because I expressed that my goal is 12,000 steps uh, because a lot of times I get around 10,000 between nine and 10,000. And I wanted this to be a challenge 
not only for the people that signed up for it, but for me too. I wanted to cha- I wanted to find something to challenge myself in doing as well. And what greater way to do this than to also be participating in the challenge? Um, and it has really made me up my game. Luckily, I got a standing desk right before the challenge started, so that helped too. But right now, for example, it's it's three thirty in the afternoon, and I'm going to check my my step tracker here and I'm at um, 9,900 steps. Like normally I'd maybe be at 5,000 or 6,000 steps. So this challenge has helped me up my game as well. But my point though, is a lot of people, you know, when they sent their check-ins on Friday night, um, you know, some people had 5,000 steps, some people had 8,000 steps, some people had, you know, 12,000 steps. But the point was, is they, they, I encourage them to start where you're at, but make it a challenge for you. Um, so for example, if you're getting 3,000, 4,000 steps, which, which I do sometimes, I, I mean, I literally was, were sitting at my desk all day, you know, doing client check-ins or going through emails or writing content, whatever. But there are times where it's six, seven o'clock at night and I have like 3,500 steps. Um, that's not a normal for me, but I'm saying a lot of people that is a normal. And so you don't want to be somebody that's getting 3,500 steps per day on average and then set your goal at 12,000. What you're doing there is like, yeah, you might have this spurt of motivation that I'm going to get, you know, these 12,000 steps and you're super excited and that's great. But what happens the first time you fail and then the second time you fail and then the third time you fail, you're going to get extremely discouraged. And then that discouragement is going to spiral downhill. So then you might go and eat the chocolate that you were motivated to not eat before, but you're, you're slashing the rest of your tires is what's happening. And so when you make habits doable, but challenging. So for example, if you're somebody that's getting 5,000 steps on average per day, just that's your just normal average, go to 7,500, go to, you know, a doable amount for you. Now, for example, we did have all of our challengers start their water intake at a hundred ounces because I don't want people to like cop out on an excuse like, Oh, I only drink 40 ounces. You know what? That is one thing that is totally in your control. You can chug 20, 30 ounces of water in the morning and and get your water chunked out in a huge way right away first thing in the morning. And so I really wanted to set some kind of a guideline as far as the water is concerned because it can get really confusing. You got to take your body weight and divide it by half and then add 20 ounces if you're doing this amount of exercise, blah, 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 blah. So just for ease of the challenge and to make it a challenge, I just set everybody's water goal to 100 ounces. And the funny thing is, is literally almost everyone has hit that. Um, so that in itself caused a huge drop in weight for a lot of our challengers. I really wish I would have added up the pounds lost literally within this first week because I don't even know how much it is. It's a ton though. Um, but I, I would credit that probably to the water because and not only that, but the clean eating plan, um, because when you clean up your diet, you're getting rid of a lot of inflammation and a lot of water retention. And then you throw in the washing out of your, um, you know, of that stuff with the water, you're, you're going to just drop a lot of weight initially. But I really have been amazed. Like this mini, our mini, mini challenge winner, um, she did a fantastic job. I, she hit all 10 points, um, within the two day mark. And then she sent her check-in to me 
Friday evening after a long busy day. I was so, so proud of her. Um, you know, and the thing is, is it's these little things. And that's why I wanted to do this mini challenge two days into our 21 day challenge, because it's like, you can start this stuff rolling. And then when you, it doesn't have to be that you check all the boxes off the list. Maybe you checked three boxes off the list and that is really good for you. That's great. Pat yourself on the back. Don't look at it as a discouraging thing because you didn't get the other two, okay? Because you got three that you normally wouldn't have gotten before. So for example, um, I like to have kind of a rule of thumb that eat out one time per week and that's absolutely it. But let's take a family that I'm working with, for example, that I think they were spending... I don't know, like a ton, like $1,500 a month or something like that on like DoorDash and going out to restaurants and fast food, all the things. And they ate out two times in one week, two times going from eating out almost every single meal down to only eating out two times is amazing. I don't even care what choices you made when you ate out those two times, because look at how much better you're already doing just with that box being checked off the list. So that right there, you guys, is the good stuff. That is the little habits that we're chipping away at, the bricks that we're laying down for our firm foundation every single day. Every single day is not gonna be perfect, but every single day that we make a little habit a little bit easier to do, another box that we're checking off the list, we are building momentum. We are building motivation. So I don't like that saying like, the motivation gets you started because I truly, yeah, it does initially, but I think you can build on that. Like once you start seeing, you know, inches lost or maybe the scale go down or maybe you did a freaking pull up and you never in your life dreamed of being able to do a pull up. Those are things that are going to give you more motivation. The reason I was sparked to do this challenge was not necessarily to help people lose body fat. I mean, that's a really great viewpoint from a surface level. And that's been really great that we've been able to do that so far, but really it was because this past year I've had two family members pass away for reasons that could have been prevented had they lived a different lifestyle years ago. I didn't help them the way that I should have. And since then I've told myself that I'm going to do whatever I can going forward to help whoever I can out there to learn how to live a lifestyle that they can not only be happy with, but that is also healthy and fit at whatever level that may be for them. I really want everyone to know that it really doesn't matter that you, that, you know, where you're at right now, what really matters is that you start where you're at. Um, and honestly, this is the strategy that I take with all of my clients. So you don't have to be some jacked athlete that eats only superfoods all day long. No, I meet you where you're at with my coaching style because you need to be able to stick with these habits that we work on building for the long haul for the rest of your life. So one of the ways that you're going to be able to make your newfound, I guess, lifestyle, um, something that you can do forever is making sure you're eating enough calories. Um, now I will tell you that there, there are a couple different beliefs on this. There's a lot of this reverse dieting, get your calories worked up, worked up, worked up. And, and quite honestly, I do believe in that, but I think that we need to do the fat loss work first. 
I don't think that we can be reversing and working calories up when we still have a lot of body fat to be losing. I think that's going to come with work and getting the body fat removed. And then we can work on building up our metabolism after that. Um, I am proven itself that honestly, that's just the way it has to work. Um, so I do have, I did have to get myself pretty dang low on calories in order to lose the body fat initially. And then I slowly reversed my way out of that. Um, so I know that's contrary to what a lot of, um, you know, coaches and, and communities out there think, but that's just my honest opinion. And it's honestly my experience and my experience with a lot of the clients that I've coached. But I think that, you know, once we get our metabolism figured out, it's like smooth sailing. You can honestly eat a lot. And then you can also um, divulge a little bit more as well. Your body can handle a date night with wine and dessert. Your body can handle a couple of days without a workout, um, going on vacation and not gaining loads of weight. When your body is happy and healthy, I always preach this, it will do exactly what you want it to do. And so what does that step one look like? Where do we even start? Um, so honestly, it comes back to really putting yourself in check. Number one is the lifestyle you're living aligning with the goal that you have. That's the number one thing you need to ask yourself. And you know, if it's not, what are the steps that I need to be taking in order to get my lifestyle to line up with that? Um, and so one of the things that I like to do, especially at first, is to take a look at what I am fueling my body with. Am I fueling my body with with sugary processed foods, with um, a lot of like the fake sugars out there? Um, am I drinking too much alcohol? Um, you know, what are the things that I am filling myself up with? Are they giving me energy or are they taking away my energy to where three o'clock every afternoon I'm freaking exhausted and want to take a nap? So that's the number one thing that you want to look at first is what are you fueling your body with? Because food truly should be giving you energy. It should not be making you tired and sluggish. And if it is, you're eating the wrong things. I do believe that you can have treats and you can have certain things. I do believe in moderation. You know, and I've had clients say to me, well, if I hit my macro goal, I can only have like five Doritos. I'm like, okay, what's the problem? Because you probably should only have five Doritos. Crunch those stupid Doritos up on top of a really big giant taco salad and enjoy it. Um, you know, yeah, there are things that are a give and take when it comes to achieving your goal. What do you want more? Do you want half a bag of Doritos or do you want to feel and look your absolute best and thrive as an individual? And the biggest thing that people will eventually start to recognize is how crappy they actually felt when they weren't living the way that their goals were, were aligning. So when you start cleaning up your diet, when you start hitting your protein goal, when you start um, saying no to alcohol, when you start getting the sleep that you need, when your afternoon snack is, you know, like a something healthy, like maybe some tuna and some vegetables instead of a, which I just posted on the blog, by the way. So go to the blog and, and look up that tuna salad recipe that I just posted. But when you start eating in that manner versus, um, you know, 
having, I don't know, a bag of chips or something for a snack, you are going to have so much more energy. You're going to want to play with your kids at night. You're going to want to run around at the baseball game instead of sitting in your chair watching the game. Um, you know, these are things that are going to happen for you because you are living in a manner that is fueling your body and giving it energy. So where does that energy come from and what does that energy look like? So this is called the thermic effect of food. Um, and this is what I really wanted to get into today. And basically what this means is that it's an increase in your metabolism when you eat a meal or when you consume food. And this honestly can expend a good portion of your energy, meaning it can burn a lot of your calories throughout the day aside from even moving. And so when we are making choices that increase the thermic effect that our body is taking to, to utilize its food or to process its food, we are doing ourselves a favor by burning more calories because of that. And then you throw activity on top of it because you have more energy. That, my friends, is where the fat loss is going to start to happen. Um, and so the biggest thing, and you're probably already guessing it, what is the best foods for the the thermic effect, to have a higher thermic effect. And that is going to be protein. And this is why I put such an emphasis on consuming sufficient amounts of protein. Um, You know, it's just one of those things that our body takes a lot more energy to process. And you may have noticed if you follow me on social media that I have been having a big, huge salad with salmon and um, seeds and goat cheese and olive oil. Um, The reason for that is because when you load up your plate first thing in the morning with a good quality meat source, good quality protein source, and also a good quality fat source that is going to fuel your brain power and your energy for the day. Um, you know, honestly, it's a Western culture thing to be having um, higher sugary, carby things for breakfast versus, um, you know, good quality protein sources and fats. Um, this is our Western culture. This is you know, a big reason why a lot of people are experiencing these weight issues is they are either not having breakfast because there's this whole, like everybody do this fasting thing going on right now, which there is a time and a place for that. But most of you, there's not, you know, it doesn't belong in your life. Um, but when you can be consuming something that is good for you, good for your brain power, good for your energy first thing in the morning, that is going to set the tone for the remainder of your day. So let's start changing the way that we view the breakfast that we have in the morning. Um, let's like, I would love to, um, you know, challenge you to for the next, um, week even, or if you can't start because obviously you've got groceries already bought, you're busy, you're, you know, work, all that stuff, start next week, but do it for an entire week. Have something that's a good quality protein and a good quality fat first thing in the morning and just take note and see how you feel throughout your mid-morning, throughout your day, Um, because I guarantee you're probably going to have a lot more energy. You're probably going to feel a lot more full of life, uh, a lot more vitality by, you know, consuming those good quality things first thing in the morning. And the next biggest thing when it comes to the thermic effect of food is going to be to get your veggies. I know, I know, I know, I know, like there's a lot of you out there that hate their vegetables. They don't like to eat clean. And honestly, you can follow macros and you can have the physique that you want, but it honestly is going to come with a lot more work. It is going to, you are going to be a lot more hungry 
you are going to have to do a lot more activity to make up for it because I don't know if you are aware or not, but these processed foods that we're consuming, those labels only have to be 80% accurate. So that is 20% give either up or down. I don't know which way it is. Neither do you that they could be wrong on those food labels. So I just want to warn you that you can, you can do the, if it fits my macros, that's totally fine. You can still achieve what you want to achieve, but you're still going to have inflammation. You're still probably going to have higher blood pressure. You're still going to have these longer term issues. You're probably not going to have as much energy and you're still going to have to do more work because of it. So let's just like give you an example of the thermic effect of food. So let's, for example, take, um, you know, the Dorito, for example, versus a big giant bowl of mixed green salad. It's, it's, I mean, it's pretty obvious what your body is going to digest really quickly versus what is going to take your body a lot longer to, um, move through your system. So if you compare the overly processed high sugar, um, you know, white flour compared to the big giant leafy greens, it's, it's just obvious visually what is going to take more calories for your body to digest. And that's really how you're going to be able to start working up your calories and building your calories up. And it's not going to see, I mean, I don't want you to look at it like this big, terrible thing that you're going to, you know, want to avoid, or you're going to dread eating dinner because you have to eat a bunch of leafy greens. There's so many things out there that you can choose from. I just think a lot of times it's because you haven't been exposed to it, or maybe you're not familiar with how to cook it the right way. So Honestly, I would challenge you not only to have some kind of a really healthy fat and um, protein for breakfast, but to also start experimenting with all the different vegetables and fruits that there are out there. And some of my favorite ways is to cook with different sort of cooking stocks and uh, infused oils. Be careful with those because they add fats in in a huge hurry. Um, And then also there's a lot of really good infused vinegars out there too. But really start... um, Oh, and then the other thing is I just discovered this recently. I was so excited. Um, In the... It's like kind of by the barbecue sauce section in Walmart. They now have all these different kinds of seasonings in these different packets. And there's one for like Brussels sprouts. And I mean, there's just... there's tons and hundreds of them. Um, but when you start experimenting with all these different herbs and seasonings and vinegars and oils and cooking stocks, you're really going to have a different love for food. And then, you know, eventually the stuff that you cook at home is going to taste so good. You're not going to want to go to a restaurant and fill up on um, lower quality foods anymore. That's the thing that I've experienced over the last couple of years is for the longest time, I really craved, you know, I want to go to Culver's and get the cheeseburger. I haven't had one in so long. I deserve this. And and I flipped that to, you know what, that's going to make me sluggish. That's going to upset my stomach. That's not going to make me feel good. And I'm, and I'm not going to have a good workout tomorrow. And honestly, I'm going to have inflamed joints. I'm going to be more sore. That's what I think about now when I think of fast food versus, um, you know, 
going to a restaurant with my husband and having an experience with somebody else cooking a really good steak and preparing a really good, you know, vegetable for me. So those are the differences, I think, after a while of doing this and and have grace on yourself because it's not going to happen overnight. You're still going to have those times where you just got to have the cheeseburger because that's where you're at. That's the chapter that you're on and that's completely fine. We've honestly all been there, or at least most of us have. Um, And so allow yourself to go through these early stages of your newfound um, health and fitness journey. Allow yourself to be in those infant stages of experimentation and trying different things because eventually you're going to figure out what you enjoy and what you like and what you want to, you know, have um, in your home. And then eventually the cool thing is I know that I need to get uh, about 10 things every single week at the store to have as our primary um, source of foods. We always get potatoes of some kind. We always get a rice of some kind. And then we always get a couple of different types of meat. We get an organic, um, you know, grass-fed cow or whatever from, um, you know, that's locally sourced. So we don't buy hamburger from the store. But these are ways that, you know, you can make your life a lot easier when going through your week is that you get the same types of foods once you figure out what those foods are for you and your family. The next thing is, is I really do believe that you start to crave what you eat. So I, you know, I've, I've had a lot of challenging conversations with my clients over the years and, and it still comes up. Um, one of them, for example, is coffee creamer. Um, you know, I had a client tell me that I have to have coffee creamer and I challenged her in response and said, that's what you're telling yourself. And I really wanted to bring that point up because I do believe that what we tell ourselves is what happens. And so when you're constantly telling yourself, I can't eat healthy, I don't like healthy food, I hate vegetables, my kids hate vegetables, my kids won't eat that. That's what's going to be. That's what's going to happen. That's, you know, I mean, you're literally enforcing that on your life because that's what you're telling yourself. And I think you can slowly make that shift. I'm not, I'm not here to, to try to shame you on that, that, that you don't, you don't know any different right now. I was in that point as well. But I think once we start recognizing what we say to ourselves, oh, I can't have coffee without creamer, or I hate working out, or, you know, you fill in the blank. What is it that you're telling yourself that you can or can't do that you maybe maybe need to make that shift? Um, and then when you begin to slowly make that shift, it doesn't have to happen overnight. Maybe you, you know, start trading your uh, two tablespoons of creamer for one tablespoon of creamer and maybe some stevia. And then eventually you whittle it down to where you don't even have to have creamer anymore. I Coffee creamer is literally like one of the worst things because you get addicted to it. You have to have it and then eventually you have to have more of it. And then eventually you're not even drinking coffee, you're drinking creamer. So it's like an addict for whatever reason, it's like addictive. It's probably the sugar and what it does into your brain. But honestly, you really do start to crave what you eat. So start picking foods slowly 
that you've been curious about or you think, you know what, I didn't like that when I was a kid, but maybe I would like it now. And I challenge you to start thinking of those things that maybe I could try this now. Maybe I could try a different seasoning or different spice. Or maybe I don't have to cook it the way that my mom or dad cooked it. Um, because maybe, for example, like I hated steak. Uh, my family loves steak, you know, like medium well. And I discovered as an adult that I actually really love steak. I just like it rare, medium rare. Um, and so the other day I had a steak delivered to me at, at a restaurant and it was well done. And I sent it back because it was, I didn't like it. And I'm not spending $28 on a steak that I don't like. But I'm just saying, maybe it's something that as a child you didn't like, and maybe you need to try it differently now. So, you know, that is another thing that you can try to start doing. So I would really encourage you to pick something this week that you didn't think you liked before and see if you can prepare it differently to where you maybe will like it again. The reality is, is that if you don't like to cook, that is something that you need to try to transition your mind from telling yourself. Um, I'm lucky. I actually do enjoy cooking. My husband does not, but he will. And I think he has now seen what I'm able to do with food and he's able to do it as well. And so there's a lot of times where if I'm working late, which is a lot, especially lately, they are, you know, even my kids now are learning how to cook at a, at a young age because it's just something that we have to start doing. We are a culture that has been so, um, I guess, grown up or normalized eating out and fast food that that really needs to start changing. And you don't have to, again, nothing has to be done overnight, but I'm going to challenge you to eat one less meal at a restaurant this next week, eat, you know, protein and fat for breakfast, find one vegetable or, or something that you didn't think that you liked a while back and try it again. These are little things you guys that are going to build the bricks for your solid foundation because I could write you up a meal plan, sell it to you real quick, eat this for three weeks and you're good to go. All right, go on. But what I want to do is to teach you how to do this on your own. It comes back to the old proverb that says, teach a man to fish and he'll have fish for life. Give a man to fish and he'll have it for one day. So you guys, I, I want to teach you how to fish. I want you guys to, you know, grow happy and healthy and raise happy and healthy children and not struggle with weight and being hungry all the time because you're trying these restrictive diets over and over. I want you to learn how to do this for the rest of your life. I want you to build these bricks, chip away, do one little sustainable thing at a time. I really, truly believe that if you do one little thing at a time, that's going to snowball and motivate you once you start seeing that progress, then to add one more thing on top of that and to continue adding when you have these little things down, that's what's going to build sustainability. That's what's going to build you up for the rest of your life so that you can, you know, get out of these old ways of thinking, get out of these things that we tell ourselves that we can or can't do. Eventually you're going to look back at that staircase that seemed so far away and you're going to be so proud of where you have came from.
You're going to realize, wow, I, I don't crave these things anymore. I don't have to have creamer in my coffee. I don't hate this vegetable. You know, those are things that are going to start happening. And over time, you're going to be really successful at this, but you've got to give it a try. You've got to start with that one first very small step. Be sure to stay tuned to my social media platforms, Team Envision Nutrition social media platforms, when we will be announcing our next challenge launch. Um, it'll be in July sometime, so make sure you stay tuned. Um, keep an eye on that because I will be cutting it off earlier this time. Um, I don't want to let it get past 100. I just want to make sure I'm able to give everybody everything that they need to get from it. You receive one-on-one -on -one individualized coaching. You get meal plan, you get workouts, um, and then you get weekly check-ins with me, um, yours truly. So be sure to stay tuned on all of our social media platforms to view those. Um, you guys, if you like this episode, please be sure to tune in every single Tuesday morning. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications so you don't miss a beat. We'd love it if you shared this podcast to your Instagram story, Facebook page, or any of your other social media platforms so that we can help others out there become the best versions of themselves. We so appreciate you listening in and until next time, keep your goals high, but keep each step attainable. Thank you.